Are you ready? Hey, think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! It's here. We want Tom Herman's ass. A, a date to the Big 12 championship game is on the line. Black Friday in Austin. People who have been listening the last few weeks will understand this. You you called that three weeks ago. I did. I knew this. Been, this has been circled. I knew this it's was going to happen. Collision course. I knew, and this is why I told you guys to root for Oklahoma State to beat Texas, because I, it's basically come down to whoever wins I, on Saturday. I think this is poetic. You think it's poetic? Think it's poetic. Iowa State, Tom Herman, Texas. Yo. Yeah, you don't want a backdoor. No. There's, seriously, you look at the history. Of Iowa State, the Big 12, Big Bad Texas. We're going to go through a lot of that tonight. I mean, let's go. No, mano y mano. We're not beating Colorado to win a North here. We're not beating Kansas. Yeah, you're not limping past Bill Callahan in Nebraska. Correct. You're beating Texas in Austin to get to the Big 12 championship. And Iowa State can do it. Let's go. So, should the Cyclones come away victorious, are you going to be the one to run out onto the middle of the field and do the DX suck it sign, or are we still rolling on skip? Is Greg Brobinick going to be that guy? I would have to take an elevator down there first, so <laughs> I might be a little bit delayed. Well, knowing how uh, I have a more integral uh, knowledge of the radio network broadcast now after this weekend, uh, I don't like. I don't know how Walters and F would do without you. <laughs> You're a pretty valuable guy up there. Well, I'd, I'd be a little bit of ex- excited. <laughs> Maybe I'll uh, I'll degeneration X the, uh, the Texas radio uh, guys. I, I'm gonna let Skip know it's his it's his it's Iowa his State thing. it's his Iowa State duty. But or at uh, least plant the flag. So, man, all joking aside, um, I've been having like the internal debate. Um, is this the biggest game in the history of Iowa State football coming up on Friday? Think about that for a second. Okay. Uh, I want to thank our presenting sponsor, MacDyne, the MacDyne Corporation. Chris Clover is my guy, and I, he's as big of an Iowa State football fan as I know. And he's got to be bursting at the seams right now. And um, our, our Cyclones are going to be uh, potential – hopefully playing for a championship coming up in a few few weeks. Uh, Mechtine's a championship company, Bloom. Uh, no doubt. A couple of engineers from Iowa State and turned this thing into a global monster. They've got locations all over the globe. A phenomenal company, but they are headquartered in Marshalltown. You can go to Mechtine.com and go to careers and job listings and uh, you don't have to be an engineer. Uh, when you're talking about a big company like that, there's all sorts of different departments. It's a great 
place to get your start in the IT world. So go to mechdyne.com and check them out today. Uh, we'll get to the Kansas State uh, butt whooping here. That was fun. That was fun. Um, but uh, real qu- what do you think? Is this the biggest? It's definitely, if you win it, it is. Okay. If you win it, it is. Because it gets you to a place you haven't been since 1912. Um, if you don't, I don't know. I mean, it's not, it's not like it's a program changer if you don't. I mean, but but let's 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 lay out the, the ramifications here. Essentially, it comes down to Iowa State has to beat Texas on Friday to make it to the Big Twelve Championship game. Because of the way the tiebreakers work, the way the only way they could get then get there without beating Texas is by beating West Virginia and then have West Virginia beat Oklahoma this weekend and have K State beat Texas um, the last weekend of the year. So there's like one other path. I don't think that path is likely at all, clearly the way Oklahoma is playing. And so it sets up Iowa State, Texas, winner essentially makes the Big 12 championship. And from that aspect, it's a massive game. Iowa State was in a very similar position two years ago down in Austin. And one that I would say was one of the biggest games in school history at the time. And Iowa State did not play well and lost 24 to 10. So... Again, if you lose it, it's not like it derails your program, but if you win it, it has that next, next step. step. And then that gets you to the championship game. That doesn't win you a championship, but Chris, I can't tell you, you know, when we got into this, you you live for these moments that are happening on Friday. Mm-hmm. And you can be nervous for it. That's appropriate. But the fact that Iowa State can win a game in Texas, against Texas, to make a championship game, it's incredible. Iowa State's in first place in the Big 12 Conference on Thanksgiving. That has never happened before. But now you got to finish. And they haven't finished in the past. Now is the time to finish. And I am I'm excited. I'm jacked up. This is this is incredible opportunity. Yeah, I would agree. Um, this is kind of a pinch me type moment. I didn't think when the big 12 went to 10 teams with the round Robin that Iowa state, I didn't at the time, didn't, I didn't see a path where it was realistic, you know, no. like it, and we, it, we did a, a summer series. You can go back and listen to it in 2015. Okay. This is before Paul was let go, but it was the summer of 2015. And we thought, you know, what's, what's the best case scenario for Iowa state football and what should be the expectation for Iowa state football. And we said three bowl games in five years. Like, that's that's what Iowa State football is. Mm-hmm. Never in our in, in anybody's wildest imaginations, I think at that time, which was only five years ago, which is a really short time ago, if you think about it, did you think Iowa State could be 6-1 and one and be a pick on the road at Texas to make a Big 12 championship game? I mean, this, this is wild stuff, but I don't think it's a... This is not a big ask for Iowa State either. I mean, it, obviously the ramifications are there, but... There's a reason why Iowa State is literally dead even with Texas, a ranked Texas team going into the game. Iowa State's very, very good. Yeah. Uh, we, we were kind of messing around on Cyclone Reaction last night about what, like guessing the spreads. And I, I thought this would be right where it is. I mean, which that tells you that if that game's in Trice, Iowa State's favored. Yep. Going into it. Yep. Um, 
let's we'll get back to that. I think we do ourselves a disservice by not our listeners a disservice by not talking about what we saw on Saturday evening in Jack Trice Stadium uh, with a forty-five to zero ass kicking of Kansas State. Now I, I've watched the game back, and you were on the sideline. I well was, done, my friend. That Thank was kind you. of fun. That was a blast. I really, really enjoyed that. It'll be good to get the A team back for the um, de facto play-in game to the Big Twelve Championship. But I, I really enjoyed it, and I think it'll help me this week uh, for our listeners and our readers as far as perspective on the team. Yeah, because I saw a lot of really encouraging things down there. A lot of stuff that was just like just really, really, really good stuff that um, not even just the physical things, but the that team and the energy that they brought to an empty yeah. stadium togetherness. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I mean, just to. A, I, I don't want to say he's underappreciated, but I brought this up in the broadcast. But man, like Chase Allen is not going, you know, he's not getting Brees Hall numbers. He doesn't right. catch the t- amount of touchdowns that Charlie Kohler does. But, man, you walk around that sideline for 20 minutes and you you learn real quickly who the leaders are. You know, it's it's very easy to see. And Chase Allen is, you know, he's right there with Brock as far as, you know, rallying the troops and whatnot. Um, guy who I think I, I'd like to bring a little attention to, Sean Foster. Yeah, uh, uh, great year to tackle. Like, I mean, the leaps and bounds that that young man's taken over the last two, three years to be where I, they needed him, especially with Ramos going down. And, you know, they, they missed out on the Indiana grad transfers now in Iowa. That. Right. Like, they, they needed Sean Foster this year. And he's stepped up, and like, he's not perfect. He's not the best tackle in the Big 12, but damn it, he's a really good one. And I didn't played, know he played every snap. Yeah, pretty much. He played real well. Um, I I was blown away by both lines. Uh, Latrell Bankston is a guy. Yeah, he's who, coming. Yeah, he didn't. I don't think he recorded a stat. Bloom. He was Ray Lima two point I, I kept trying to work that into the broad. Like he was taking on two three guys. Him and him and Jaquan both were. It was really, really impressive. I'm pointing those guys out. We all saw Brees. We all saw Brock go 16 of 20. We all saw Mike Rose. Right. You know, but there, there's a lot of really good stuff going on there that, you know, without getting ahead of ourselves because there's a massive game coming up on Friday. But, man, the future looks bright. It, it really does. But I think it also sets up well for this year, too, in that, you know, Matt said it after the Kansas game. We've talked about it on this podcast where they needed to learn to kill in November. And that's what that was yesterday. Yeah. That was, hey, we're not even let K-State think that they're in this game. We are better. We're going to let them know we are better, and we are going to humiliate them in doing so. And that's what Iowa State needed. I mean, there is a confidence-building aspect of a game like that where Iowa State feels as good as it probably ever has been going into a big game. You know this. This yeah. is this is a very confident football team that isn't confident because you know they just upset Oklahoma. They're confident because Iowa State believes it's good is better than you're good, and that's a great place to be in. Iowa State doesn't have to fluke its way to beat Texas on Friday. 
I think if Iowa State has a B-plus or above game, Iowa State wins the game because Iowa State is legitimately has the guys mm-hmm. to be there with Texas. And they, they weren't there two years ago. It, exactly right. They weren't. Um, they just – they were a good team. And they were they kind of got worn down again. I mean, yeah. you look at the, the games preceding that. It was Kansas in Lawrence, which was 28 to like three, but Iowa State was kind of average in that game. And then they let Baylor hang around for a while, and that was the fight game mm-hmm. um, with when Montgomery got into it um, and then missed that first half of the Texas game. But you could kind of see that they were wearing down a little bit, and Brock was a freshman in that game. And Texas completely sent the house at him, and Iowa State gained 230 yards of offense. The offensive line was not ready. The Brock wasn't ready. And the defense allowed was still pretty good in that game, but allowed a couple big plays. But I think now you've got a, a veteran presence in Brock. It's been through a couple of these big game performances and yeah. not quite got there yet. And then, but I, I think the number one question going in, and you know Texas's game plan is going to be: Can that offensive line hold up against the pressure of Texas? And but I think obviously it's physical enough with the tight ends and everything else that um, they're going to give it. They're, they're in a much better position than they were two years ago. You also, I don't think, can point out. Uh, too often the difference in Brock Purdy healthy compared to you know a year ago at the end of the season like he yep, yep. Uh, I, I wish that everybody could have seen the looks that I saw in the Kansas State front seven they were just dazed and confused he uh, during that football they had no idea what was coming their way he completely just dominated that game with his mind yeah which is progress um, he was and, a wizard. He went in great bounce back from the Baylor game. And so, I mean, I think Brock feels good going into this game. So there's Texas there's, is not great on defense. They're not. They've, they've given up some passing yards. They've been pretty good lately against the run, which I think it's going to be a little bit of a chess match here of, you know, does Texas send pressure? And then, Bre- but when Brees can really beat you with pressure, because if he gets outside of that, um, he's gone. That's what TCU tried to do. And he beat him a couple of different times. So, It'll be interesting, but their their secondary is still not great. But Iowa State has to hold up in time to give the receivers chances to get open too, and that's where Oklahoma State was successful against Iowa State. Is they're able to get there in time. So there's a lot of things that uh, strategically for Friday. But uh, you know, I feel good about Iowa State going into a big spot. I really do. I think this is going to be just an outstanding football game, and I like Iowa State's chances to to redeem a lot of ills from years past. We're going to get to that. Uh, we're, I want to talk about the small world Texas stuff here in a minute, but I want a nice haircut, by the way. Did Thank you. you. Did you yeah. get your haircut recently? I did. I uh, went to the old Franklin Barbershop. Oh, nice. Nice. Who who got who cut your hair this time? Uh, the newly married Ryan. Oh, yeah. We watched uh, Lord of the Rings. Have, uh, it's the first time I've ever seen a Lord of the Rings movie. Swear to God. I've never seen any of them. We're probably feel any better. less than 5% of adults. Males Seriously? our age that uh, really? haven't seen those. I would guess. I would guess the Are majority you, of people. Really? You think it's that few? Uh, maybe not 5%. But I, it's, I, I, I have no... Like, it looks like an interesting plot from afar. Zero part of me wants to watch that. That and Star Wars. Like, I don't... like. I'm, I'll leave my I've virgin I've seen all the, jokes. the Star Wars. You, you've seen them all? I've seen the Star Wars. And I know you've had sex because you have kids. <laughs> So that's Thanks. impressive. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Just At kidding. least twice. <laughs> yeah, the last time I was there, you know, I told you guys about it. We were doing the multiplication rocks. Last time you were at Franklin Barbershop. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. So I'm doing the 
learning the e-learning stuff with my daughter. That's kind of my one of my household deals right now is I'm Mr. Daddy on those days. And we were we did, we did not get all of our homework done on Friday, so we were playing catch up today. And so they'll do like they'll send them to like YouTube videos on like specific numbers. Okay. And like today's number was like 18 where we were studying 18 and I'll be damned if they didn't send us to uh, multiplication rocks type <laughs> deal. And all I could think about was Hogan at the Franklin barbershop doing that. Yeah. And I was, and it was, uh, they've, they've cluttered my mind with very interesting things. First thing I think of when I think of 18 is Sage Rosenfels. Well, there myself, you go. So. Uh, FranklinBarbershop.com. Everybody wants to look sharp before you. Well, I mean, a lot of people aren't doing the family thing this year. No, but it's always good to get get you, get you cleaned up. Getting cleaned up. I wanted to, you know, big big week on the football front. I look yeah. good. And, yeah, you uh, got to look sharp. It makes yourself feel better. Right. When you go down to Austin, you can't just mess around with those folks down there. This is true. Bloom, uh, we're not doing family. So the Blooms and us, we kind of decided we're a pod. <laughs> Right, because our kids are together twenty four seven, anyways, and I see you all the time. So we're gonna be. I'm making us turkey and ham. Are you excited for this? Or are you I terrified? Am. No, I am. No, that's gonna be. That's gonna be great. We're I'm throwing I'm, it on the smoker. I have zero responsibility, which is the way I appreciate. You're just gonna show care. up and drink. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm taking a f- flying down to Austin, but I have no responsibility yeah. for that either. I mean, you're literally than... just jumping on a plane, mm-hmm. and so I can. And then you're gonna land and drink. <laughs> it is an early game, but yeah, yeah. I will. I, I might have a, a beverage, a shiner. You have to have a shiner. You have when to when you're in Texas. It's although early. Austin's got their own stuff going oh, on. Yeah. Like they're a really good craft beer. I got it's the hotel you're staying at. I I I looked it up. There's a really good. I don't craft, even know where we're staying. I do. There's a really more, good craft more than me. There's a really good craft beer bar within walking distance. Will it be open on Thanksgiving night. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in Austin, it will. And plus, they're like Rona. They don't give. They don't care <laughs> if they're if, like now, they're just rolling, right? Like but, <laughs> but if there's any place in Texas that would care, it'd be Austin. It, this is true. Yeah, that's a great. Very, that's a really good. It's point. A very progressive city. Keep Austin weird. Well, and that's why they thought that they could flip it blue because all the uh, uppity tech people from California are moving <laughs> to Austin, Austin, right? Then right. that part growing. of that, I thought I read it. about this. That's part of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Uh, thanks to our friends yeah, at no, Franklin they're great. Barbershop. They actually, I've, I've, Brian did a great job. Yeah, well, they always do. Um, okay, we wanted to, Bloom and I, we, we wanted to go back and just do some of this text. So, Tom Herman, obviously, is the head coach there. And because Tom spent much of his developmental time as a coordinator in Ames, there are a lot of Iowa State ties to... This Texas program. And even the Tom Herman connection ties a couple of eras of Iowa State together, strangely. A lot of people don't realize this. He was the offensive coordinator hired by Gene Chizik three days before Gene left. So they had like literally hadn't come to an agreement that Herman was going to replace old uh, Bob McFarland as the offensive coordinator under Gene. And then when Paul gets hired, Pollard goes to Paul says, hey, you ought to look at this guy from I Rice. That I didn't we know were, this yeah, story. Yeah, we, you ought to look at this guy from Rice that we already had signed up under Gene because he's kind of an up-and-comer here. And that's how Tom ended up. Tom had no relationship with Paul Rhodes. It was literally Tom had been hired 
by Chiswick before he just bolted to Auburn. And so that's how Herman ends up in Ames to be. that, so I didn't know that. So thank you for sharing that with me. That's the most Pollard thing ever, too. You know, like, if you look at Pollard's hires, Pollard rarely is going to be like, oh, let's hire Tubby Smith to replace Fred Hoiberg. Like, he he wants the young, like, up-and-comer. Well, and Tom like, had energy. a really good reputation yeah. at the time. Yeah. At the time. <laughs> he still does. Yeah. No, I mean, I just, he wasn't Tom Herman yeah, like yeah, Tom he, Herman. He wasn't the polarizing Correct. figure he, that he is now. <laughs> yeah, he was young, bright, offensive-minded Tom Herman. So let's go through this, though. Um, Chris Ash is an old McCarney guy. He's yep. a Drake guy. He, he's from the state of Iowa. Yep, defensive coordinator. He he was part of the McCarney staff. He was part of the road staff. He's been in Ames for as you Grew know up what? in Ottumwa? This is how far back I go with Chris Ash was when I was at Scout.com and Cyclone Nation in 2004. We would go on National Signing Day, and we would sit there and wait for the national letters of, you'll love this, to fax. Fax, yeah. To show up on the fax machine, and Chris Ash would kind of be the, he was the, the recruiting coordinator yep. there at the time, and he he was kind of our, our guy. Yep. But um, Now the coordinator down there after you got let go at Rutgers, and their defense has yeah. made some progress under him, especially the last three games. They've no been doubt. much better. He's, so a good, he's, he's a good coordinator. He'll get another head coaching he, job at some point. He should have never taken the Rutgers job. That agree. was a bad career move, but he cashed in on it. Um, Jay Bulware yep. is the associate head coach. He's the tight ends coach, and he's the special teams coordinator was the special teams coordinator under Gene Chizik at Iowa State. Uh, shout out to my main man, Mike Brantner, my old roommate, who used to Bettendorf's come. Dorf's finest? Yeah. MBZ <laughs> would come home cussing Jay Bulware. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just up and down the field. Uh, because Bulware is like a conditioning guy. Whatever. I, I won't get into too many yeah. details. So there's that connection. Um, Yancey McKnight is the strength and conditioning coordinator. He was the strength and conditioning coordinator under Paul well, Rhodes. Until 14, when he left, he bolted before Rhodes got let go. Because he went with to Houston. Houston with Tom. Was Oyster his replacement? Oyster was, yes. yes. And Clayton Oyster is on Yancey McKnight's staff. staff now, yep. Um, former Cyclone Jeremiah George is now on Tom Herman's staff as a quality control assistant. Yeah, defensive analyst. Analyst I don't know exact, or whatever the hell. Exact role. Um, former Cyclone Rosie Majit is no longer, you confirmed. It didn't appear he was on the directory. But, but he, at one he's point he was on the staff. For, I don't know where Roosevelt is now. I don't know, but he was on Herman's staff for a really long time. I, uh, he is now... Um, Oh, it looks like he got a real job. It's not like a GA anymore. Mm. He is at, well, never mind. This isn't what I thought it was. He has a job, but it's not at the... Um, on football? No, it is. Okay. It, I, I thought it was, what's UWG, the Wolves? UWG. You know what that would be? I don't. West Georgia Wolves, probably. Oh, there you go. West Georgia Wolves. Yeah. So, Rosie's working his way up. That's good. But the point is, Brent, that there's a lot of familiarity here uh, between... 
and and I would point out without giving too specific on anything, um, Matt Campbell roaming the upper Midwest while Tom Herman is in Ohio State. Yeah, I, and I can honestly tell you this too. I know them both well. I I don't think you could drop two polarly opposite individuals. That no. Campbell and Herman. Well, and you know, honestly, Herman it gets forgotten about. He did a really good job at Iowa State, in my opinion. Oh, it's, it's you, you that has dude, to be if, talked about. If he doesn't leave, Rhodes maybe doesn't ever get fired. I I I hundred percent agree. Okay, so let, let's recap a little bit here. With yeah, Tom. I don't want this to be a crap. No, I mean I like was, Tom. Like he's like and I like did Mike a, Campbell more, but I like Tom. So. I mean, as it relates to Texas, I mean, this is kind of this is why I say this this game has some strange, like poetic justice coming for Iowa State, in my opinion, just because of all the tie-ins through all this stuff. Iowa State has defeated Texas twice. First time was in 2010, down in Austin. Quarterback for Texas was Garrett Gilbert, who just got an NFL start the other day for the for the Cowboys. Arnod Alexander Robinson. And the fellas went down there as like 22-point underdogs. Offensive coordinator for Iowa State in year two was Tom Herman. Um, Tom then stayed with Iowa State until 2011. He was the architect of that Oklahoma State win. He was the offensive coordinator who, you know, maybe had the best play-calling game I've ever seen with a a freshman quarterback and Jared Barnett. Dude, he made Jared Barnett look like Russell Wilson. uh, Iowa State has no business winning that game, quite honestly. But, But Barnett throws for like 370. I mean, it was wild, but that was that was Herman. But it's because of that, Herman gets noticed, jumps to Ohio State after that season in in twenty. Yeah, and 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 I don't think you can point out enough when Urban Meyer is like, "Oh, I want that guy," like that. I mean, when Urban Meyer is just plucking dudes from Ames, like that doesn't happen very often. That that means he's an uber talented dude. Totally, but it is also worth noting where Tom rubs some people the wrong way, including in Iowa State land. Is he gets the job at Texas, goes on a little speaking tour, and went on to say about Iowa State, it was like living in Siberia, and it was hard to get guys there. And so, but well, again, it's like know, the pattern, and maybe that's no, true. Knowing Tom, like he was having a pretty good time living in Siberia, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> But it's just that it's that kind of that old adage of Iowa State, like you're never gonna win yeah. there, so I he had to get out. Shitting of all over yeah. Ames yeah. and us, really, right. yeah, like, pretty much. And he's, that's how I took it. So when you call when you call someplace Siberia, that's usually not a not a compliment. And so I think that rubs some people the wrong way. No offense to any Siberians who might be listening. For, we are worldwide for sure. But I think that's why. And then you then you circle back to the transformation for Iowa State and then, you know, Iowa State mentioned Jeremiah George, the twenty thirteen game will always be remembered for Iowa State folks of why we can't stand Texas. Because of the supposed uh conspiracy for lack of a better term of the official standing up for Texas and what appeared to be a game winning play for Iowa State against Texas and who is at the middle of that? Jeremiah George. Jeremiah George strips Malcolm Brown at the goal line. Who is now on the Texas coaching staff. Let's hear uh, from good old, miss this guy, Paul Rhodes. 2013. After that game in 2013. Did you witness tonight were a couple teams playing their hearts out. And you could argue both 
deserve to win the football game. I've got the privilege as the head football coach of this football program to face my players, win or lose, and look them in the eye. And feel how proud I am of the work they put forth, the effort they gave tonight, and to make a play on the one-yard line with their backs against the wall, clear to everybody, and have it taken away from them. That's hard to express. Damn right it is, coach. You don't just put an arm around a guy and tell him it's okay when that happens to him. So proud of the effort my kids gave to win this football game tonight. God, he's so different than Campbell. Uh, I mean, stri- striking looking back. But oh, you really I mean it made you think like there is no way we're going to overcome this hear, because we're getting we're getting screwed. Did you hear Campbell last night at halftime when I asked him yeah. for his thoughts on the first half? It's like, "Hey Matt, what'd you have for breakfast?" <laughs> <laughs> it really was. Well, we did some good things. So that wasn't the only classic Paul Rhodes rant. No, on but Texas. so but so in 13 it goes really sideways. I mean that game yeah. started it, right? So Iowa oh. State loses to Texas and Mac Brown 31 to 30. I, Brown Brown gets fired after that year. That was yeah. you know a long year for him. But you really thought, man, I don't know if 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 Iowa State can actually compete with these guys. Like it just feels like even when we get close, something like something bad always haps, happens. But in 2015 under Rhodes again, you know, they had, he had fired Mangino. He had got Todd Sturdy now as his offensive coordinator. He's got landing at quarterback, and Iowa State just dominates Texas. And you're like, okay, maybe Paul's going to hang on to his job here. But then it always comes back to, well, we're still Iowa State. There's a lot I could say. A lot I could say about, uh, about those kids down in the locker room. A lot I can say about, about the coaching staff and, and the job that they continue to do. A lot I can say about the most loyal fan base in all of college athletics. But I would, I'd, I'd mess it up and, and, and probably run, run it along. It was, it, was a great, it was a great victory. It was a great victory for our program. Uh, and there's a lot of people that should be thankful. When we beat them the first time, it was, it was historical. Because we're the first program to beat, beat the University of Texas in football in the history of this school. I guess that makes this one historical, too. Now we're the first one to beat them twice and, and, and shut them out. I don't know how this comes across. I don't know how this comes across. But I'll, I'll say it anyway. We shouldn't beat Texas, probably. We shouldn't beat Texas, probably. Every kid that they recruit, if I go recruit them, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get them. I'm not going to get them, okay? But we did, and we have twice, because the program's moving in the right direction. I got great coaches, and I got unbelievable players that care and play for passion in the card on gold jerseys that they wear.
Yeah, and that just, again, like, I don't want this to be a, I don't want our listeners to think we're poking at Paul. No. We're not. We're that pointing we out. Were how, all, we were in the same, everyone yeah. thought the same thing. We're pointing out how much things have changed. Correct. With the Iowa State-Texas thing. And I can go back even further with this deal, too, to 2010. Iowa State beats Texas, uh, that 5-7 and seven Texas team. They were ranked at the time, but they ended up 5-7. and seven. Yep. And we had a damn pep rally. Yeah, 2,000 people. For the team at the indoor yep. to welcome them home. Yep. And it was a big Iowa State had never defeated Texas I went, before. It was a big I'm deal. I'm not mocking. Yeah. No, I, I, was, I was there. But you're right. You're right. It has changed. I mean... It has changed completely, and now you enter a game that is also very meaningful for Texas on Friday, and Iowa State is dead even with them. Like, this is not, there's no talent disadvantage here. It's Iowa State, and it's Texas. And if that doesn't show the progress that has been made under Matt, where it's not a question of can Iowa State upset Texas, is if Iowa State plays well, Iowa State's beating Texas on Friday. And that is what transformational progress looks like. That's well said. I would like to um, play guess the lines with you and then also just have some fun. I like that. When we come back, I want to, um, well, not when we come back, we're staying right here. I want to thank our friends at Gravitate Coworking for their sponsorship of the Williams and Bloom Quarantine Podcast. Oh, Bloom's just taking a sip of tonight. We're doing the uh, Cody Road rye. See, we, we are a little bit privileged because the friends at Cody Road give us the good the, stuff. This the, is the experimental the that was finished in brandy barrels. Really good. What I would like to do is find a way to get some. Now, I don't know if our friend Jeff Wood from Gravitate Coworking, GravitateCoworking.com, they have beer. They do on tap. For like Fridays. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Jeff would accept a gift of a couple bottles of Cody Road. I think that's a phone call. Now, are we doing the hard? Personally, I'm at the stage of my life where I prefer just sipping on my Cody Road. I don't need six bush lights like I used to. I'd rather just sip on this. Sure. I wonder if Jeff would like a couple bottles of Cody Road, even just to have on display at Gravitate Coworking, gravitatecoworking.com. Another quality IO company. I, I'm telling you, I say this every week. They're about to hit it big. We get this vaccine on the way. People want to get the hell out of their homes. A lot of these offices have shut down. I wouldn't want to be in commercial real estate right now. Um, I think a lot of people who are working from home are going to lose their damn mind. Here I am trying to work. Do you hear this? This is a... It's a baby monitor in the background. I'm just waiting for Elise to wake up screaming. The wife is still working. This is my life, and I've got to get the hell out of here. And if you're... Feeling like me, I would encourage you to go to gravitatecoworking.com. Check them out. How's that for endorsement? I, I, I'm guessing there's a lot of people out there that, especially with the uh, recent uh, move back to virtual learning. Yeah. Okay. Which is... Um, Oklahoma killed Oklahoma State. They did. They I was are, not as, as the young people say, they are a wagon right now. Yeah. I let's save the conversations as far as that matchup because I I'm just focused on Texas yeah. at this point. But I do want to do our little lap around the Big Twelve here um, as we as we look ahead. Uh, but the, Oklahoma is 
I've been saying this for a month now. I don't think that they'll lose again. And I, I hope that they can stay out of the Big 12 championship game in any way. Get this. Shape so, and form. Something I was thinking about. Iowa State has never defeated Oklahoma and Texas in the same year. Wow. Never, never has happened. Hmm. Uh, and remember how we always said, you know, Iowa State can maybe time it right, you know, in the old uh, 12 team Big 12 days where you wouldn't have Oklahoma. In Texas on the schedule, you're like, well, you know, if 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 they're off the schedule, then maybe I was they can get to eight or nine wins. Well, that's that's the great part about this year. It's like you beat Oklahoma and you, you're staring Texas in the face. Like you you can vanquish a lot of the past in one year. When people say you can't do it at Iowa State, Iowa State has proven yes, you can. It just takes, yeah, you know, it takes the right combination, the right, right combination, and, and here we are, and, yep. and all that stuff. It's um, not Siberia. Tom. It is not Siberia. It's it's Ames. It's Ames. <laughs> Sounds like a T-shirt. <laughs> oh my god, that's a really good idea. Just wait for the result first. Yeah, that's true. We could literally. I have his address. We could send him one. Send him one. He wouldn't even remember. That's the thing. Like fans, like we hang oh, all know. that stuff. I like know. he probably he said it in like a like a. He's a politician yeah. in those He's moments. Like totally. that's what they're that's what they're doing, but that's the di- what I said. Like there's there's not a bigger. Well, I won't say that because, like, I, I mean, like Bill Snyder and Tom Herman, we've had the same conversation. Like, are there more polar opposites? But like, Campbell's a young Bill Snyder, right? Campbell does not. I mean, I, I've heard some stuff about Matt this year. Like about how like locked down he's been and just like out of completely just in his own world mm-hmm. with this team and mm-hmm. like people would be shocked but then you would go oh that makes sense and he's a- you know and then Tom is just Tom is a politician who's he's a football coach who's also a politician Matt is a football coach he doesn't do anything else uh, other games this weekend coming up and. Bloom, you tell us your Baylor, Kansas State no longer has any championship implications. Nope. Nope. That one's out. TCU, Kansas means nothing. Nope. Um, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State. What's the analysis on this one? Well, Oklahoma State still is in the conversation. I mean, they, yeah. they could be in that potential tie with somebody. Who are they rooting for in the eye? They're rooting for Texas, right? No. Because they have the tiebreaker? No, they want... Oh, no, yeah. They no, they're rooting Iowa for Iowa State because they have the tiebreaker over us. Yeah. And they have... They lost to Texas, so they, they want Texas to get to three. Right. Right. Okay. So, so they're... I mean, Oklahoma State still has a path, but it's really looking like if I... And again, this is... Assuming Oklahoma, Oklahoma wins out, um, Oklahoma... Is, is again? It's if it's a four-way tie between Oklahoma, Texas, Iowa State, and uh, Oklahoma State, then it's Oklahoma and Texas going, and then head-to-head stuff from there. So anyway, guess the line for Texas Tech at Oklahoma State. Ah, uh, sixteen. Man, you should be pounding Oklahoma State. It's eleven and a half. Yeah, I think I will. They're going to be uh, fired up. Although they they did, did not look great. Dude, enormous. Oklahoma's defense 
I had a conversation with another media member today who he casually watches the Big 12 and more of a Big 10 guy. Yep. And he was like, what's the, man, Oklahoma, like, what's the deal there? He's like, that Rattler kid's coming on. I'm like, no, watch the games. Defense, like, their yeah. defense is smothering people. Um, the, Rattler's not that different. He's he's a little more secure at the ball. After the games this week. And their running backs have gotten better. Those guys were super raw at the beginning of the year. Yep. They're, I mean, hey, they're really good right now. Yeah. And, I, and I, we, I, we were talking before the podcast. I think Oklahoma, just based on the way it is playing right now, could be in that top four conversation. I do too. Now they won't be because they've lost twice. But yeah. I think the way they're playing, they're playing like what a top were five they team. in the S and P today? Did you see? Uh, they were eleven. Okay, so right in front of Iowa State. Iowa State's fourteen. God, if you take that Louisiana game out, yep, Iowa State's close to the top five, probably. Yo, yeah. Honestly, yep. Because that's a, it was a two point loss to Oklahoma State like that. Yeah, that's not dragging you down. Yeah. Um, okay. I doesn't matter. I think it's interesting. Last two teams Iowa State's played, Kansas State at Baylor. Guess the line. Oof. God, K-State was struggled bus. Oklahoma, or excuse me, Baylor minus three. Five. Yeah. That's a winner for you. K-State can't do anything right now. This is, if you, if you have any rooting interest at all, if Iowa State wins on Friday, this is the game to watch. Oklahoma at West Virginia, 6.30 kick at night, ABC. Oh. Guess the line. Oklahoma, 12. Well done, 11. Opened at 13. I'm giving you the consensus yeah, lines, no, that's too, good. by yeah. the way. I, That'll I, be, I mean, West Virginia's feisty enough. That's a weird road trip. Oklahoma could be feeling themselves a little bit after. That, that. yeah, I actually... I thought the whole time that they had a better chance of getting beat in that game than they did against Oklahoma State. They own Gundy. So if that happens, if Oklahoma gets another loss, Iowa State would still need Texas to lose to somebody because both Oklahoma State, assuming Iowa State loses to Texas. And again, I'm not... Yeah, we're doing worst worst case. case. Thank you. How does Uh, Iowa State still make it? Right. Path to victory. We're Electoral college. (laughs) They would need then... Texas to lose to K-State, too, because of the head-to-head tiebreakers with both Oklahoma State and Texas. So if Oklahoma loses to West Virginia, Oklahoma State then... I feel like you better. need to write a column about this. Well, it's not that hard. And, and M. Just, Red, just M. Red on the forums has this bracket generator yeah. that is just phenomenal. So that's that handles, what you've been using? It just handles everything. This M. Red guy, I want to like just hang out with him. Well, spends his time doing... Tiebreaker scenarios. So, I mean, he literally spends 365 this Big 12, Big 12 tournament, tournament brackets or, or Big, Big 12, 12 championship yeah. games. It's fantastic. A lot of algorithms. Uh, just for fun. TCU at Kansas. Oh, no. Guess the line. Oh, no. Kansas. Oh, no. By the way, did you Kansas missed the Texas game? Did you see what Dabo is now saying about Florida State? <laughs> No. I'll, I'll read it to you okay. here soon. It's, 24. It's great. Oh, my God. You nailed it. That's exactly 24. Yeah, good, I could, uh, me and Vegas were seeing out. Yeah, I you, know. you uh, got it tuned up. You did You did yourself some good there, Brent Blue. That's about time. Dabo is pissed. He's mad at Florida State? Yeah, Dabo says this, quote, this is from ESPN, the game was not canceled because of COVID. COVID was just an excuse to cancel the game. 
I have no doubt that their players wanted to play and would have played. Same with their coaches. To me, the Florida State administration forfeited this game. <laughs> and he goes on to like point out um, inaccuracies. and uh, I, I do wonder if some of these games end up not being played, how that impacts the playoff. Like if you've only played eight, everybody else has played ten, isn't, it, that's not it fair. Like for Clemson... It doesn't matter because if they beat Notre Dame in the championship game, they're going to the playoff. So can can Notre Dame make the ACC championship? Yeah. This year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But what division are they in? There are no divisions in the ACC this year. Oh, they, seriously? This yeah. is news to me. Yeah. The ACC said we're not doing Just divisions this year. Yeah. The top. Wow. They're doing like the Big 12 there this year. There you go. Year. So it'll be the best two teams. I like that. That's um, how they should do it every year. And, but And those curious, by the way, the Big 12 has these parameters in place. As long as you're within, like, a, a game, as far as, uh, if like, let's say Oklahoma has a COVID outbreak or something, or Texas does, and they don't play the next two games. If you're within one game, it's like they played eight and Iowa State plays nine, it's still the tiebreakers remain the same way. Okay. Like just because Iowa State's played more does not give Iowa State an advantage as long as it's at, at if it's within just one game. So you the, can't you can't hope for COVID. I get long story short, you can't hope COVID just sweeps through. Yeah, I, I would say this and helps you out. Having gone through this now, the Big Twelve did a really good job with setting up the parameters. Oh, I agree. Compared to the Pac-12 and the Big Ten specifically, yep. The Pac-12 thing has been an embarrassment. They're not. They, they like even if Oregon wins out, they can't make the playoff with six games, right? Well, they shouldn't be able to. I but, hope not. But this is again, and I don't want to keep tooting my own horn. I've been saying for two months they need to expand the playoff this year. Yeah, they, yeah. Like they should have just said we're going to do an eighteen playoff for one year because. It, Listen, and I'm a little sensitive to this because every year I have a radio show where 80% of our content is college football. And, like, you're trying to analyze these conferences. And if you're doing it objectively, and I try and be, it's impossible when, you know, the SEC plays eight conference games, you know, the yeah. Big 12 and the Big 10 are playing nine, the divisions are uneven, um, you know, in college football, kind of what's glorious about it is it, it's so chaotic is, you know, Oklahoma and Ohio State scheduled each other. Great. Um, one of those really good teams has to lose. Like, it's it's impossible it's, it to come impossible. up with a top four because everything's so uneven. And they're, this and you're year, not playing each other. Well, and this year is just, I mean, on a magnifying glass of yep. that. So, like, I'm like, I don't know. Is What about BYU? Like, Sure. Do you, you see they ducked Washington now? So Washington said, "Hey BYU, we'll play you this week upcoming weekend." BYU said, "We got to wait until see where we are in the playoff standings come Tuesday." Shut up. That was their reasoning. Yep. Uh, then okay, forget about BYU. Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. Throwing BYU out. That's a stupid move on BYU's behalf. But if they're fifth or they're fourth in the playoff. Any voter with a brain would duck the, would dock them I, for doing that, in my opinion. Uh, whatever. But my my point, yeah, Bloom, I, I, is I totally that agree. like because of that, like there's there, it's impossible. It, it, if you're being honest, 
you know, and that's the problem with a lot of people in sports media is like they think they know everything. If you're being honest, it is not possible to rationally and objectively come up with a top four this right. year because of the reasons that you stated. Yeah. I don't know. Like if Oregon six and zero, they could be, but they have four fewer games to slip up than Oklahoma did. Or, you know, like oh, what about Ohio State? I think that they just entered the conversation. How good yeah. is Indiana? Yeah, I, I don't know. How good is Indiana? I mean, okay, so they beat Michigan and Penn State. Penn State's zero and five. Michigan had to go to three overtimes to beat Rutgers. Well, then now Ohio State. Who do they have to play? I mean, they Michigan, who's bad. I mean, but they'll get in because they're Ohio State. They'll get in because we went into the season thinking they were a top four team. Right. That's my whole point. This year is just bizarre. I agree. If there was a year, but the the problem is, Chris, and you know this, if you did it this year, then they would want it for the next couple of years. Well, let me have one more, one, one final point on this. I just read an article our favorite website, Sportico. They're still kicking. They're crushing it about how many hundreds of millions of dollars the college football well, playoffs going to lose. Add, add another round. Make up for some of your lost revenue. I'm sure TV would like to televise Well, it. I mean, come on, guys. Yeah. What are we doing? Like, yeah. uh, I mean, are we that bureaucratic in college yes. football? Any? That's that's why, though. You can't just you can't just ram through a change with the the monster parties. Involved. No, why didn't they do it in September? Is what I'm saying. I'm not saying now. Yeah. Like no, I know, right. I know they can't do it now because then an idiot, like not an idiot. I didn't mean that. A guy like Dabo, clearly Dabo's not an idiot. He's won a bunch of national championships, but he runs his mouth a lot. He would come at you and say, "Well, well, now you're changing the rules." Yeah. Well, here's why you didn't do it. Because <laughs> the Big Ten didn't sign up until yeah the end of the September. Pact. And, and again, it comes down to me, the old guys running the Rose Bowl. <laughs> it always comes back to the, the old, old guys guy running. running the Rose Bowl. The Pac-12 and the Big Ten, yeah. man. It is. It, it, it. I have a hard time crapping on Bill Hancock now. He's my guy. If the big, I had lunch if, with him one, one day. He was a very kind gentleman. He's if, completely tone deaf, but he's a very kind gentleman at the college football playoff. It would be... Funny, if either the Big Ten or the Pac-12 got a team in the playoff this year, for all the nonsense that they they did to even get to this point. But Ohio State will get in, and it'll be. I'm not a vengeful is. person. Like I personally would like to see them all represented, and just, just do all the Power Fives well, and three, and at let large. the freaking American in. Why not? What? Let Cincinnati play. Well, yeah. The at lar- for the at-large portion. I mean, if you watch Cincinnati and BYU, do you really think that they couldn't compete in the Big 12 this year? I think they could. No, I think they could, too. I mean, I'm not saying they would win it. I don't know. But I think that, like, if, if you trotted, like, okay, like the team we've been talking about, Texas against BYU or Cincinnati this week, or I- Iowa State, would you feel confident? I mean, I- I'd feel confident, but I wouldn't be cocky about it. No, like, I, that's fair. It's but it, But also... Okay, let's just shift it to an Iowa State conversation. If Iowa State doesn't play that non-conference game like the Big Ten, yeah, and Iowa State six and one in the Big Twelve, the only and, loss is by two to Oklahoma. And we State know about the, the contact tracing problems Iowa State have with that game. Then you're looking. Then you're you're sixth or seventh right now in the in the country. 
But it is. I mean, in that that game, perhaps motivated Iowa State to be where where it is now. And I again, it's all butterfly effect and and all that stuff. But it's just you're, there's unequal playing field more this year more than ever, and it's impo- It's going to be impossible to pick four teams. Real quick on that, um, I want to get. We haven't even talked about this. The column I wrote. Did you read my Heisman Trophy? I did. What did you think? I didn't realize there's 800 and some voters for the Heisman. 870 media that is voters. Embarrassing. And that's not even counting all the former winners. Are you a voter? No, I'm not. Me either. I vote for the uh, the uh, Wooden Award, the college basketball stuff, but I, I don't have a Heisman vote. Yeah, I mean. Which, like, th- this is kind of my problem with it, though. You know why I don't? It's because I work for a website and not a newspaper. And, like, whatever, this is not about me. No, but the point being... True. The old guard. Yeah, those are the guys who control the votes. And they think that, like, the... The po- the point is, the, some of those folks aren't watching Brees Hall at all. That's... Thank you. Yeah. I and know they're, they're not. not. They're not. They're, they're just not. And so they they don't understand because Brees Hall and it's unfair to to him has Iowa State attached to him instead of Alabama, Clemson, or Ohio State. He's just not gonna get the recognition. My biggest thing is that again in the normal year, if everybody played twelve games, yeah, and let's say Brees has twenty four hundred yards, and the next closest running back has two thousand, even the guy who has a Heisman vote in South Carolina, right. who's never seen him play because of groupthink and just the way that our brains work, he's going to probably vote for him. Well, and that's the other part. You're dead on. And so but we, this can't, year, we can't contextualize 10 games compared to 12. Like you, you could if you wanted to, but you're not going to take the time to do that. No. And so Brees Hall is on pace for like in a normal year. Let's say you play 12 and then maybe like a 13th. Uh, you're looking at 1850, 1900 yards right now based on his pace. But because it's going to be not that, he'll end up with probably, you know, 15, 1600 yards. And you're going, well, that's a nice year. But you well, don't, you don't do the math to realize that, that it's pretty, you know, it's a little bit uh, different than just a nice year. And my, my greater point in my column was that let's say, uh, Justin Fields plays six games because they've already had one can or let's say he plays seven. Right. Okay. Right. Well, whatever right. Brees does, there's always going to be the guy who doesn't. And, and I'm just going to say this too. I don't think anybody listening to this podcast will disagree. National media hates the big 12. That's fact. They, they all respect it. They have for a long time. It's just the way it is. The guy who hasn't watched Brees much other than highlights can always say, well, yeah, but if Justin Fields played 10 games, this is what his number Or he was going against. Right? Uh, or Trevor Lawrence, like if he wouldn't have gotten COVID. Where in the past, it's like, no, we all played 12. Yep. Yep. So in a year where, like Iowa State, we've, we've seen this before, where – you have to have monster stats to even be in the conversation, and even that doesn't get you the award. Well, now we're going to have a guy with monster stats, 
in the year where stats mean less than ever. Where they can dock it. Yeah. Hmm. That was will. my point. And that You'll, they'll use it against him. It well, sucks. You played ten, and yeah, these it's, guys only played eight. It sucks. I think the best that they can do at this point is Doak Walker. Yeah, and even which that's is going to be tough with Harris at Alabama because he plays for Alabama. But it, you know, I think he can get. I think he might be able to sneak in in like that fifth spot, and it's virtual anyway, so they'll invite five. I would think, but it, it's impossible to. It, you're not beating Lawrence or Fields. This year, or the or Mac Jones, because of the brands, it's all a brand thing. Yeah, the quarterback thing has got to be, and this is why I wrote that column more than anything, more than about Brees. I just know how that award is voted on, and it's broken. Why are we just giving it to, like, okay, if Fields or Lawrence wins it, like, whatever, like. I can't argue against any of those guys. It's not their problem. But, but like, Lawrence is not going to play, like, completely not play a game. It's not his fault. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Fields is going to play seven, eight games. Anyway, you could but there's go. There's so many guys that we've seen in college football who were the most outstanding player that never even got a look because they didn't play quarterback. Right. Sue at Nebraska. Yep. Like, he should have won the Heisman that, that year. one year. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, what this are. Is, Orlando Pace, like there's always these generational guys. Like the most, you know, I think the most outstanding player in college football is now he's only played one game this year, but over the last like 360 is Rondale Moore at Purdue. Yeah. You've watched him play. Dynamic. He's electric. Yep. Now, I'm not saying that he should win the award, but like he should get talked about. Not this year. He's only played one game. Like I know that you can throw that back at me, but like. The fact that you just have to play quarterback for a playoff team is ridiculous. When you have again, when you come back to the numbers, when you have eight hundred and seventy people voting, it comes down to least common denominator. Yeah, and, and that's what you're going to get when you have that many people. The policing of like the 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 policing of the voters is next to impossible to do. And I guys, I've sat around in bars with these guys at media days. <sighs> And they don't think the Big 12 plays defense so when the numbers say otherwise. So I looked this up after after Saturday's games. It's a dead it's like dead even. Dead even for total so points in each game. So total points in a game, so the over under basically in the Big 10, SEC and Big 12. It's like 58 and a half, 59.1 and 59.3. They're all the same. And wow. the the Big 12 is second in that. And the, the Big Ten's like .4 better right now in uh, amount of points per game. My, but it's like, but it's you're looking at the past, which again, sports writers love to live in the brand names of the past to understand what they're going to vote on today. And you know, the one point I was going to make probably tomorrow on my radio show about this Ohio State Indiana thing. Well, no shit. They both play Big 12 offenses. No wonder they're scoring points. Yeah, but it's dead even now. You know, like... Hey, man. But why can can people who do this for a living not not understand this? Still. People aren't very smart. (laughs) Well, then. Well, I feel like... uh, that's a good place to end it. Just completely taking the Heisman Trophy voters to task. 
I'll do get, that every day. We got to get we got to get some DX to end this though. You want some DX to end this? Yeah, I mean, listen. Iowa State's got an opportunity that the reason why you become an Iowa State fan is not for this opportunity, honestly. It's not. You oh. became an Iowa State fan for far different reasons than playing for a championship. Like, but this is yeah. This is the time where you give you, you have years and years and years of pain for the opportunity like this that is unexpected. You didn't plan to be here, but here we are. Tom Herman on the on the other side. So Chris Williams, what do we want? I want Tom Herman's ass. Right. I've wanted it for weeks now. All the years of pain. Tom Herman's history. Austin, Texas, Black Friday. <laughs> I just wish this was a night game. That would that would make it. It'd make it way better because. I was talking to Stansberry today. I'm like, man, I'd love to do like a live pregame show with like Cody Rhodes and stuff, oh. but it's like eight o'clock in the morning. Like, I just you can tell me what to do. But I guess we are after a holiday, and we all just want to drink to drown our sorrows from 2020. Man. Hey, all honesty, enjoy the week. Yeah, this will be fun. Basketball be starts fun. this week too. We didn't obviously get to that at all, but Bloom travel safely. Thanks all. And if, if Skip doesn't do it, I'm running down there. <laughs> Just for you all. Perfect. Yep. Look for Bloom That's doing right. the Tashik car on the Texas Longhorn. And, and look for the, the bail posting. <laughs> I might need some help. <laughs> we'll get you covered. We'll Thank you, buddy. We'll do a GoFundMe. All right. You like your little man. <laughs>